Yeah. And Sonic 06, which everyone's pointed out because... That's, that's not technically retro, retro, but that's, that's not how, even remotely retro. That's Yeah, we're going to start with that. Welcome back to Retro Kill Screen. As always, I'm Paul, and with me is John. Yo. Now, John, you've been playing Sonic 06 this week, and I Wait, want to we're ask actually you... starting with that? <laughs> yes, I want to ask you what the hell is wrong with you, and have you lost your mind? Uh, not much, and no. Okay. Um, there you go. Like, Moving I, on. <laughs> I've been... Wait, I just want to visit something quickly, because this is the only thing that we do together, really. That you okay. get your voice out on and blah, blah, blah on my site because, you know, my site. But, um, so I've been looking at your tweets. You kind of don't hate this game, but you also don't hate a lot of bad games. So what, it, like, from what I remembered, it was kind of an unplayable game. And that might be because there was one part I was at where I actually quit, where I kept glitching and just falling through the level on one of the mock levels. Mm-hmm. and that just painted a whole bad picture for me because I was like, well, this is bullshit sort of thing. Um, like, did you encounter any bad glitches like that on your playthrough? or like? Not really, no. Uh, okay, well, first off, which system did you play it on? PS3 or 360? PS3. I'm playing it on 360. Okay. Which pretty much everyone has told me is more stable than the PS3 version. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, not, I've never fallen through the stage unless it's been like... I had one glitch where I was in a vehicle and it hit a wall, flipped, and then I fell off the vehicle and died. But it was in a point where if I was not in a vehicle, I would have died anyway. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I have had a couple points where my my shoot, what's the lock? The homing attack. Yeah. I've had a couple points where the homing attack has not worked and just kept me in place. And uh, at one point it was because of a wall, but every other point it was because of a partner character that was walking nearby me. My homing attack was locking on my own characters. Like Tails? Uh, In this case it was Shadow and Omega. So Shadow kept locking onto Omega and I could not attack enemies as a result and I kept getting hit. Okay. But thankfully that was only in one mission. Which Hmm. you only had to do once anyway, so... Right on. Well, we should stop talking about this because this is not a retro game. Yeah, so exactly. Th- thanks for bringing it up, John. Oh I, yeah, clearly I, I. Yeah, I blame you yes, for all. You of always this. blame me. You blame me for everything. I know it's because I'm your tailor, which is a total <laughs> in joke that no one else will get unless you are in the stream. By the way, this is kind of a filler episode, so if you're listening to this at home, I apologize, but we are doing this live here Monday night at around ten. 45-ish hour time at night here. And we have a full chat room. Basically, the chat is going to be talking to us. They're going to help us get through this. And you should probably follow Retro Kill Screen on Twitter or John, at least, because he tweeted it out, so you have no excuse. But they're going to be helping us along. And, I mean, fuck, I didn't play any retro games this week. I barely played any video games at all this week. So have you been doing any retro crap? Yeah, I played Star Fox 2. Okay, how but is that? I I feel a little weird calling it retro because it never really existed. Okay. Uh, Star Fox 2 is a prototype game that never officially got released. Nintendo canned it because they wanted the N64 mm-hmm. to have a bigger, cleaner break because the N64 was going to push 3D graphics and the SNES was already 2D. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
the game was pretty much done, so people managed to patch it up to a point where it was completely playable, and I have a, a reproduction card of it, so now I can play it on my Super Nintendo. Very cool. And uh, did you finish it? Yeah. No, it's actually a really good game. I really like it. Oh, man, the cat, sorry, the cat's... I don't know if you can pick up the cat or not. She's meowing to get out of the office because she fell asleep in here. I can't believe you locked her in the office. Well, I girlfriend's sleeping in the living room, so she fell asleep watching a movie. Oh. I almost want to ask what movie, but we already started off on a tangent. We probably shouldn't have. Pretty much. Duchess. Actually, fuck it. What movie? I, I don't know. Oh. Sorry. Well, that was That's why super anticlimactic. Just... Sorry. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. She just picked something on Netflix. So. Are you a big fan of the Star Fox series? Yeah, actually. Um, but I have not really enjoyed many of the newer games, I guess. Okay. As in that like... Star Fox 64-ish? <laughs> no, I like Star Fox 64. I, I don't okay. know many people who don't like Star Fox 64. What do you mean by newer? Because this is retro kill well, screen. GameCube era and DS. Okay. okay, I guess that technically still counts. I didn't play any of them after Star Fox 64, and even then, I got sick of Star Fox 64, even though my dentist's office had that, and I loved it back then. Dentist's so, office had Star Fox 64? They had a TV set up with a Nintendo 64 and a Genesis, so a kind of weird combination of systems there, and they only had Sonic 1 on the Genesis and Star Fox 64. Man, I feel ripped off. My my dentist had, like, highlights for kids, the book. That was it. And maybe <laughs> Where's Waldo. Yeah. But, like, people had already circled where Waldo was, so it kind of ruined the book. But then, to be fair, also, like, they when you would go in to the dentist's office, they also had the chair that would go back and then a TV built in the ceiling, so while they're, like, killing you, you're able to watch TV. And they had it set on Friends. No. So... I had to not our place. I had to watch Friends on television while I was getting my teeth picked at and my gums bleeding everywhere because of the sharp tent utensils and all that sort of thing. So to be fair, Paul, no one told you life was going to be this way. <sighs> Never asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Your job's a joke. You broke. You love life's doa. It's like they're always stuck in second gear. Stop it. <laughs> but it hasn't been your day, your month, or even your year. I'll be there for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Christ. <laughs> Were you a big fan of Friends or something? No, actually, I didn't like the show. Oh, really? No, I like the song. Uh, no, no, the show was all right. Uh, some of the characters are just irritating. Mm -hmm. Which is funny, because I like a lot of the actors. Um, Who would you be in Friends? I think you would be David Schwimmer. Oh, Probably, sadly. Maybe? Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, I think Nathan would probably be Joey. I can't remember his name. Matt LeBlanc? Yeah. Yeah, I think Nathan would definitely be Joey. Like... Third guy. Like, I, I remember... like Sean would be Chandler? Chandler, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't know. I Matthew Perry's in this new show, Go On. It's, I actually really like it. It's not bad. No? I have no idea what that is. I don't have TV. Okay. Uh, it, it reminds me a bit of Community. In a good way? Good way, yeah. Okay. I might have to check this out because I do like Community, even though it, they kind of killed it by getting rid of Dan Harmon. But whatever. I, I've seen very little of Community, but I saw the epi the paintball episode, which was pretty awesome. 
because mm-hmm. it had both a Rambo 2 parody and a Die Hard parody in it, which officially makes it the best episode. Diotem Repris. Oh my god, I can't pronounce names or say names tonight. I'm exhausted. But he says also, why are you talking about sitcoms? Because it's live! <laughs> because it's live, retro kill screen. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, someone actually had a question for me here. They said, uh, it was like, Rogue Ninja Hanamaru says, so John, I hear you like Legend of the Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Have you played that? I have it, but... Well, I bought it when I was with you. We were at Cash Converters, and I got it for like 10 bucks. Oh, right. I forgot I was there. But I haven't ever played it, no. It's still sitting on the shelf. Uh, it's it's a not bad RPG. It, it had a more, let's say, involved mechanic to the combat than most other JRPGs. Mm-hmm. It's all timing-based. So like uh, a little square will start rotating on screen over like a, a, a blue one. And okay. you have to press the attack button when they're both in each other when they mm-hmm. both match up and if you do that your attack does extra damage and then you start a combo which like starts another another zooming in square to do the extra move so like you have to keep doing all these timing presses depending on which move you have equipped to your character right so you learn new moves by successfully executing the combo like 20 times and you'll learn the next one and then the timing will be different on that and you keep doing that to earn your more powerful moves is this a game I should probably play? Like, I'm kind of in a down period right now. I'm just looking at indie games and, I mean, random stuff like that because of obvious reasons with me talking to certain people and whatnot. But, like, is this something worth spending a lot of time to get into even now? I don't know about spending a lot of time to get into. I think it's worth <laughs> at least trying out because it okay. had a more, like I said, the combat was at least a little bit more interesting than most JRPGs. But, um, yeah, there's, there's not. It is kind of like it drags on a bit. Yeah. Like, I, I go back and forth on whether I really like it or really am kind of eh by it. Like, currently I'm in a I kind of like it mood, but it, it is also hard to recommend to some people. If I remember correctly, people in your household, it's like their favorite PlayStation game. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend really likes Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, I should probably get into it because I keep hearing it's great from everybody that's played it. So uh, it's like standard Japanese RPG type. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually like Sony mm-hmm. made like it was in-house Sony, mm-hmm. which I think that might be the only JRPG Sony's made. Yeah. So it was an, it was an interesting experience at the very least because it came out around, I think. I think it was between seven and eight or eight and nine for Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a lot of CG in it, too, and it was all it looked pretty decent for what it was. It's just like it's a four disc RPG and it takes a while to get through. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same reason I don't revisit the Final Fantasy games I liked. I still need to sit down and play 9. And 10. No, I need to finish 10. Oh, you need to finish 10. Gotcha. Actually, I've played 10, but I just never finished it. Do you remember what part you got to? Oh, I remember. It's still very early in the game. Uh, I got oh, to okay. the first Blitzball town. <clears throat> you know, when you're you, you just got taught the jet shot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I stopped because I think I started playing Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. Mm-hmm. Or God Hand. Either way. Either you, way. You traded up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's probably okay. <sighs> I don't know. What I played at 10, I liked. Although, for like the awkward, like, the, the Tetis laugh scene and everything. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. 
Uh, so Turbo Team Moses in the chat asks, favorite underrated GCN game that wasn't Luigi's Mansion? So apparently Luigi's Mansion either wasn't a favorite or it wasn't underrated. I can't tell what he means by that. I, like, favorite underrated GCN game? Was Eternal Darkness underrated? Because I really liked it. Um, It's cherished pretty <clears throat> fondly, so I don't know. Is it actually or is it like a niche type cherish, like a cult following? I, I think it's a cult following. Okay. So that probably still counts? Like, you probably can't say any Nintendo product, right? Because a lot of people love the Nintendo products it on depends. that game. Some of the some of the GameCube Nintendo games got slammed pretty hard. Like, a lot of people didn't like Wind Waker when it came out. A lot of people didn't like Super Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, obviously. Pikmin was hit or miss, but obviously it got a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby's Air Ride was also hit or miss. Oh, that that's actually, right. That probably would have been my choice, actually, would be Kirby's Air Ride. Okay. Hmm. Like, what were the really popular favorite ones, then? I'm just trying to think. Probably Melee. Melee. Yeah, Melee was, okay. like, the system seller. And, like, Metroid Prime, maybe Resident um, Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 was the system seller for me. That's why I say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else was really good on there. Killer7, but that was multi-console. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Leader. Yeah, Rogue Squadron 2. I think Twilight Princess is pretty underrated, and I really like that game, even though everyone seems to hate it. So maybe I'll say that. People uh, people are easing up on it now that uh, Skyward Sword's out. Uh, the Zelda cycle seems to be everyone hates the current Zelda game until the next one comes out, then they love it. The Zelda effect, yep. Yeah. Is it actually called the Zelda effect? Is that the official term? I don't know if it's an official term, but I know specifically NeoGAF, they have a field day every time a new Zelda game comes out because there's always a bunch of threads that are like, yeah, that last one was good, this one sucks. And it's like, it's not even... What so it's like the Sonic cycle. No, I think the Sonic Cycle is Sonic Game. <laughs> That's the Sonic Cycle. Well, no, you've heard of the Sonic Cycle, right? No, I guess not. Okay, so the I, Sonic I guess cycle... people. I thought people didn't care enough about Sonic to actually give it a cycle. No, they're actually. It, this has been a well-known thing for years. I think it's started easing off lately since Generations was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, every time a new game would announce, get announced for Sonic, everyone would get super excited. It's like, oh, this will finally change the series. Like they'll they won't have any more characters. It'll just be Sonic. Blah blah blah. And then slowly, like they'll start releasing more information. Like, oh, Tails is in it. Oh, and so's Amy, and so's Knuckles, and so's Shadow, and. Everyone's like, oh, or there's some other quirk about the game they hate, and then by the time the game comes out, everyone hates it and doesn't want to play it. But then the next game gets announced right away, and everyone gets hyped for that one. It just keeps repeating over and over again. Like it, It's a cycle of depression for Sonic fans, which has been getting less and less effective lately because they've been on an upswing for a while now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess moving on, Damon Katumaru asks which one would you play on your ps1 crash or spyro i'm gonna say crash because i played the shit out of crash and i don't really know why maybe because it was the game i got with the system uh i've never actually played either of the games i've never played any crash games never played any spyro games i've watched people play both Mm -hmm. uh, both in person and online but i've never actually officially played them i think i would play crash bandicoot yeah yeah that seems more your style it might be a little bit easy after like some of the stuff that's come out with 3D platforming since, but yeah, I don't like, know. I I grew up. <clears throat> all my friends were pretty much Nintendo or Sega people, mm-hmm. and I was the same. Like, people, no, I knew no one. I knew one guy, sorry, with a PS One, <clears throat> and whenever we'd go to his place, we played Metal Gear Solid, 
and SmackDown 2. Mm-hmm. So, like, we never ended up, or and Twisted Metal. So we never actually played, like, Crash or Spyro or anything like that. Twisted Metal's great. Twisted Metal was pretty good. Yeah. And also a follow-up question they asked right after. Original Mega Man or Mega Man X? Mega Man X. X. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> they just innovated on a classic style with the times so perfectly in X that, I mean, I still play to this day periodically. I don't. I always want to go into X one though, and not X two or three. Do what's, you? What's that? I always find myself going back to X one and not like two or three. No, totally. Or, or even or even the PS one ones. Every now and then, I might want to play X four because you can play a zero. Yeah. No, I totally go to X one as well every time. I I kind of forget that X two and three even exist. To be completely honest, I don't know why. Hmm. Whatever. I guess. I don't know, I think they were both alright games. Three was pretty good. Yeah. Except for fighting like Captain America Sigma, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I completely agree. Enigmatic Fade asks, have either of you by any ex- by any chance have or wait, have any of you had any experience with the PlayStation two iToy? Mm, besides random demos at stores, not really. Yeah, I never did either, but I never really cared about any of the games. I have, like, the PlayStation I for the PS3. I don't know if that counts. Like, I know we're talking retro, but it's essentially the same idea, right? The only game I remember on the PS3 kind of interesting me was that I had Judgment, but I knew no one with enough of the cards to actually make it interesting or want to play it. Did you have Eye of Judgment? I have it here somewhere, but I have not seen the actual disc in a while. Dude, let's play it. If I can find it, I think I, it's probably stored in a box somewhere. I still have the disc and the stand and everything, even the little mat. I gotta find my cards. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at my. No, wait. There's the disc. See, I see my. I see my copy by judgment, but I don't see where my cards are. We should probably. Prob- we should totally oh, do it. No, I probably know where that. Yeah, you know what? Let's try that out. Let's do that. Yeah, we should. Probably I heard it's kind of like it. triple triad. We should stream it too. We They're should. Right. Agreed. We should do this. Okay. We'll talk after the recording's done, maybe. Right. <laughs> we'll set something up where we play a fucking card game on the PlayStation 3. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, maybe going back to Mega Man. I played Mega Man X recently, actually. And Sigma is still kind of a bitch at some points. It just seems like I get the worst luck sometimes. Like on, I know on final form or like final his form. lightsaber form. Okay, I was gonna say his lightsaber form's got a really easy pattern. Yeah, I mean go up the wall and then down. Yeah, yeah, that's not an issue. I always seem to get hit by his stupid hand lightning bolt things because I think okay, well it's done, and it's like bam, 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 and it's like oh, great. <laughs> do you try to just fully Buster charge shot him, or do you use rolling shield? Rolling shield. Okay. Why? What do you do? I usually use Rolling Shield as well, but every now and then I'll just use Full Charge Buster. Yeah. Or whatever. I can't, was it Full Charge Buster or just the Blue Shot Buster that would damage him? I can't remember. I think it was Blue Shot. I don't remember either. So, I mean, I've used Rolling Shield it, like every time I played it in my adulthood. So. Yeah. Ever since I learned from the internet you could do that because I never tried it as a kid. The internet has changed everything. 
but okay. Rogue Ninja Hanumaru. So what are your feelings about Shadow Link on Legend of Zelda 2? Fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I've made it perfectly clear before what my feelings are, and that Dark Link can go fuck himself, and everybody that has the internet to find out you just have to go into one position and slash until he dies can go fuck themselves too. Play that shit as a kid, yo, and have your heart broken every time you get to that point without the internet to tell you how to do it. It sucks. Never actually got into that fight. Enigmatic Fate asks, favorite retro fighting game? Rogue Ninja, you know I love you. Street Fighter Alpha 3. (laughs) Wow. All right. Um, I, I go back and forth on whether I like two or three more because three is a little bit more unbalanced because of all the isms. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've had like I my got into fighting games because of Street Fighter Alpha two and Virtual Fighter two, but uh, Street Fighter Alpha three is the one I enjoyed playing more and was the one I could usually find friends to play with. Uh, Mortal Kombat two for me, and I've explained why I think before mm-hmm. I was the kid with the guide and people asking me on the bus how to do finishing moves and shit like that it was just my game back in the day i was always more into ultimate mortal kombat 3 ultimate mortal kombat 3 was really good i remember being super sick at school one week and the last day i wanted to stay home it was friday and my parents were like no if you go to school like do your stuff or whatnot and then i'll pick you up my mom was like, I'll pick you up from school and we'll go rent you a game for the weekend. And I was super excited. I got Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and didn't see Sun again until Monday morning. <laughs> Jeez. I loved it. And there was a time. OK, let me ask you this, because I think I was talking to maybe Nathan or somebody else about this. Mm. Do you remember the the rumor that you could get uh, what's his name and Street Fighter 2 by playing as Ryu? Without getting hit once. Shang Long. Shang Long. Do you remember that rumor? Uh, I do not remember it from when I was growing up because no one knew about it back then. But I remember reading about it when I got to university and got into fighting games pretty heavily. Okay, because the first time I ever saw uh, Street Fighter 2 was in arcades and stuff because we still had arcades and yeah. like whatnot. And like I... Even though I'm not old enough to have the experience where you would go to the arcade and you would wait in line and stuff like that, I still had enough of that where people were actually trying to do that. So I can relate to these old people telling stories about the days where there'd be a lineup of people trying to get him unlocked. And so, like, I was into this whole idea. And my cousin came over once and we spent all night playing through that game on the Super Nintendo trying to do it. And we never did. (laughs) So... I love how you know what the actual story about that was, right? No, no idea. I don't know the backstory to it at all. It's okay. It was just a thing I heard in the arcade, and then it's like, hey, let's stay up for sixteen hours and try this. It was an it was an EGM April Fool's hoax. Oh really? Yeah, Uh, they made it up because in the original version of Street Fighter Two, there was a mistranslation, and Ryu says something like, "You must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance against me," or something like that. That was supposed to be his Shoryuken or his Dragon Punch. So because of that mistranslation, EGM made this hoax about uh, Sheng Long being an actual character. Mm-hmm. They totally did it all up like they photoshopped or whatever the equivalent was back then. 
a picture of this character and then just put it in their magazine and people believe him because they never f- specifically stated it was an April Fool's joke. It just took on a life of its own. And I'm hmm. also pretty sure that's why the character Goken in Street Fighter 4 exists because of that Shang Long April Fool's joke. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you, Wikipedia John. <laughs> You're welcome. Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown. Wikipedia John. <laughs> Not, not quite the same thing, doesn't it? Did you read the Encyclopedia Brown books? I totally did. Oh, I never did. Oh, dude. What ha- like, what happened in your childhood that you couldn't experience great things? I, I never heard of it. Oh. That, yeah, that's okay. why. Keep in mind, small town in Newfoundland. Like, I, I read Garfield and Archie. Mm-hmm. And I, I read, like, the Hardy Boys and a little bit of, like, Dickens and stuff like that. Wait, 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 wait. You grew up, you're like, so I read the Hardy Boys and, you know, Charles Dickens. <laughs> My parents bought me, I think it, was, it wasn't Great Expectations. Oh, shit, maybe it was. Okay. My, my parents <laughs> David, bought me... David like Copperfield? A, actually, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, okay. I couldn't play if it was that or what it was. Hmm. But yeah, they bought me a copy of that. Like, I used to read a lot of books. And they got me stuff like that. That's why you're such a smart guy. And why I'm your number one fan, Stalker and Taylor. <laughs> All in one. All in one. So convenient. S- Super Mr. Man 14 asks, Donkey Kong 64, Super Mario 64, Conker's Bad Fur Day, or Banjo-Kazooie? What's your favorite? Oh. <laughs> Conker's Bad Fur Day for me because I didn't like Donkey Kong 64. Um, listen to last week's episode about Mario 64, and I didn't particularly care for Banjo-Kazooie, but I only ever played it once. I never owned it, so... Uh, I'm going to say Banjo-Kazooie solely because I have not fully completed Conker's Bad Fur Day. Where okay. I lived, it was incredibly hard to get a copy of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Again, small town Newfoundland. Yeah. We, uh, we managed to rent it one weekend... We got, oh shoot, how far did we get in that game? We got past the Great Mighty Pooh. We got past the River of Poop. That's like, the last thing I remember. Just talking about got... you describing it, I mm-hmm. probably am going to change my answer to Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Con- Conquer was completely immature, which is why it was so good for the time, because no one yeah. did anything like that. I know, it's just one of these things that in retrospect, it's like, oh, uh, well, like, when you remind me about that, like, sh- yeah, anyways. I, I remember, like, me and my friend G, we used to play a bunch of the multiplayer of Conquer. Like, it was fun running around with the, the katana, just slicing people and jumping around like crazy. Hmm. But yeah, like, I, I have completed Donkey Kong 64 in full, which is why I am not choosing Donkey Kong 64 as my choice, because once you do that, you never really want to play that game again. You never go back. So it's the opposite of black. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's, it's more wait. of a yellow. It's more of a yellow. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how that works. Once you go black, you never go back. Yeah. And you also never go back to... Okay, so it is... This is going to go real bad if we keep talking about it, so we're going to move prob- on. Probably stop. Yeah. Purple Sinky asks, which Mario Kart is your favorite? Ooh. Super NES. But I had a better time with uh, Mario Kart N64 because I played it at my friend's house with a bunch of people all the time so i had more fun with that but i still like the snes version better if we're gonna go the one that i ended up playing the most it's Wii. 
Okay. But if we're going to go with the one that really got me heavy into the series, it's DS. Okay. So I guess I would probably say DS. Because that was all, I played a lot of that online. And uh, at university, a bunch of us would always get together in the Comp Sci Lab and play rounds of Mario Kart DS. It also has the advantage where, like, when you go to cons and stuff like that, you can pop it in and play with a whole bunch of random people. Yeah, no, I always keep uh, Mario Kart 7 on hand just in case. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I, like, after Mario Kart 64, I don't really particularly love the Mario Kart games as much as I used to. Not but... Double Dash? Um, Double Dash, I feel, is like that the cusp of, like, you can feel things are changing a lot at that point. Was that the GameCube one? Yes. Uh, no. I mean, I played it a few times with my friend. He would bring it over and we would play it. I had a decent time, but like I never craved ever to play it. I think Double Dash had one of my favorite features that I wish they would bring back. Mm-hmm. And I think even Sean feels the same way. Um, they had an all-cup mode where you literally race through every single track in one cup. Hmm. That's kind of cool. So you had to do 16 races in one sitting, which, I mean, that's at least an hour right there. Yeah. But it was really cool. I, that's probably why they removed it, because it takes like an hour or so to complete, and you couldn't save your progress. But uh, it was just a really neat idea. It just I guess nowadays it wouldn't work, because each marker game usually has 32 tracks at least. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd be kind of down for something like that again. Fair enough. Maybe maybe the new one that's coming out, this hopefully this year. Fair enough. Enigmatic Fade asks, favorite rare game? And at first I read that like, well, what's a game that's really rare? But then I realized I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's a favorite rare game. That's a pretty hard question. Uh, I'm sure you probably have an answer, I'm guessing. I have two games in mind. Uh, okay. Either either Perfect Dark yeah. or Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, okay. Uh, like, we've discussed Donkey Kong Country 2, right? I don't think we didn't do it for the pocket. It might have come up as a subject, but I don't think it was in any kill screen. Yeah. I don't think I could do a full episode about it, honestly. Like, I've made my feelings on it clear to you at some point, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, just refresh everyone else that's here. Uh, basically, the thing, I don't like the Donkey Kong Country games very much at all. Like, they were impressive at the time, and at the time, totally great. Um the one thing that Donkey Kong Country 1 had that I really loved is a sense of momentum that when you get really good at the game, you can kind of just blast through the levels. And it was almost like I say this about a lot of stuff, but it was almost like a puzzling game, puzzle game at that point where it's like, OK, when do I have to jump to like jump over this guy and hit this guy to jump over something else? And you have this great sense of momentum and free like free flying freedom fucking alliteration (laughs) sort of thing going on where you can just like you feel great afterwards you feel like you're actually a monkey just kind of running through the jungle and all this stuff is kind of in your way and you're just jumping over them and like grabbing barrels and throwing them as you're running and this whole sort of thing uh donkey kong country 2 made it much more about platforming and made it a lot harder with and like the thing is the way they made it things harder is that they kind of restrict you in some of the levels and they put more obstacles in your way that get rid of that fun feeling I had. So that's why I don't particularly like it, even though, I mean, it was obviously technically a step up in a lot of regards. I just didn't find it as fun. 
Whereas I believe you were of a different opinion where you're like, no, it's better. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is a better overall game than Donkey Kong Country 1, easily. Yeah. We're we're going to have to agree to disagree, I guess, on that. Yeah, I will Don- agree with you, Perfect Dark, probably. Yeah. Um, Perfect Dark was pretty good, improved completely over Goldeneye. Like, Blast Core was really fun. <laughs> oh, man, I'd forgotten Blast Core. Blast Core was fun, but I hated that dump truck, and trying to get the Platinum Medals was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We, when we were talking to Calvin on Indie Talks, the guy that did Real Texas, we talked about Blast Core a bunch, and like we basically made made him say that he's going to put a truck in his next game, and he's going to give me royalties. It was a whole thing. <laughs> he's That's not actually going to happen. That's not a legal thing. So anybody listening... I, I'm not getting money if there's a dumb truck in his next game. So moving on. Favorite Castlevania game says Celeste Class 44. Hmm. Uh, of the Metroidvania style, I gotta go with... No, anything with Castlevania. Just go. Oh, an- anything with Castlevania? Yep. On the name. That includes Judgment. I, I want to say Judgment. I was going to say... say Judgment as a joke, but I hate that game. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, yeah, new style, gonna go with Arya Sorrow, old style, gonna go with, ooh, actually, I'm not sure who I wanna go with, because I played a bit of Bloodlines, and Bloodlines was really good. I haven't played that one. I might, I was gonna say Rondo, mm-hmm. but I almost wanna say Bloodlines. Say Bloodlines. I'm gonna say Bloodlines. Okay. Um. Overall, though, it's, it's Arya. Is it weird if I say three for the old style? A, a little because we, you, you got really upset at it when we did it for an episode. Yeah, like the thing is, from what I even remember in that game or that episode, I wasn't saying it was bad, just that it was really hard and maybe unfair. But mm. I mean, a lot of NES games back in the day were just kind of unfair to keep you playing and coming back for more. Exactly, because they didn't have the the joys of just getting money out of you. They got all the money up front, so. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to decide. Uh, I'm not, like, I almost even want to say Castlevania 2, but, it like, that's not necessarily true. I just kind of like that they deviated from the style a I, little bit. I think bit. my problem with Castlevania 2 is really the only way to enjoy it is to know what you're doing. Yeah, I would agree, and I think that's the problem a lot of people have with uh, Legend or Zelda Two, Link's Adventure or whatever. Yeah, the Adventures of Link. Because um, when you know what you're doing in that game and like what to do, it's totally playable and super fun and just a great RPG all around. Mm-hmm. But when you don't, it's just kind of gets stuck into this whole old NES trope of like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and there's no way the game's telling me what to do. So with the internet, that shouldn't be as much of a problem. But at the point where if you're using the internet to play a game, I think you're kind of taking away some of the fun of it. If you're using the internet to play a game, it's just kind of a bad game. I will completely admit that because the game should be playable enough that you can either figure stuff out by yourself or like enjoyable enough that you want to bang your head against the wall until you figure something out. Or it just kind of, like, helps you along with subtle hints and that whole sort of thing. So, I don't know. But we're not... Okay, sorry. Favorite Castlevania game? Uh, newer style, maybe Symphony of the Night. That's... Yeah, I find most people usually say other oh, Symphony or Aria. So. Yeah, so... 
I'm going to say go ahead and say Symphony. And um, Castlevania 3, I will say that. Mainly because I really love Castlevania 1, and Castlevania 3 is just a tighter game in a lot of ways. That one wasn't. One, one probably has more nostalgic value, though. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it did start the series. Yeah. At least for most people. The music's really good in 3. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, what did you think of that, the the chipped Japanese version? Oh, so good. Yeah, so oh. much better than the NES one. I'm kind of choked that we didn't get that one. Like, I'm, I can't right now because it's one of the first episodes, but I almost should have thrown that into the episode so people could hear the difference. Yeah. I feel well, like I, I didn't play it for you, or you didn't listen to it till like at least a month after, something like that. Well, I yeah, kept, I kept forgetting to link it to you, and then finally I remembered. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, favorite Titus game asks. T Taj Mastery Lamborghini American Challenge for the Super Nintendo. Really? Yeah, that game was awesome, man. I have bad memories of. Oh no, that was Cruising USA. Wait, that that's N64. You're thinking? Okay, yeah. Lamborghini American Challenge. You could hook up the Super Scope to, and you could just blow up cars. Okay. Or you could play with the mouse and do kind of the same thing. But if you play with a controller, it had like this whole like you were going around America betting on races and just trying to build up your car. Mm-hmm. I remember being really fun. Like, I'm just trying to think of other games they've done. Um, Blues they... Brothers. No, didn't like that at all. Xena fighting game for N64. No. The Hercules adventure game for N64. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and agree with you because every Titus game that you're mentioning and I can think of are bad the problem is almost every Titus game I can think of is probably bad. I can think of games they published that were good, like uh, Worms World Party, yeah. uh, Incredible Crisis. Okay. Uh, then, like, it always goes back to like the bad stuff, like RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop was super bad. I never played the Xbox One. I kind of want to, but I kind of don't because. It then they also do Dick Tracy. That's Bandai. That's Bandai. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty hard question, actually. I don't know. Uh, favorite Mario Sports spinoff? Ask secondhand sarcasm. Are we going to count Mario Kart? Because hands down, it's Mario Kart if it counts. No. All right, fair enough. Uh, the examples he gives, I mean, for anybody listening afterwards, is Mario Hoops, Mario Tennis, Baseball. So, like, favorite Mario... Oh, sports spinoff. I read that completely wrong. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah card doesn't work at all. Okay, then it's going to be Mario Golf. Okay. Um, yeah. I I mean, I don't like the Mario sports games. Probably golf, because I like hot shots somewhat. I mean, golf games in general are kind of fun. Yeah, they're, they're a weird guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. So, I especially like the, the Game Boy versions, where, which had, like, the RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Another question we have here that just got lost. Damon Katumaru asks, should we force John to play Castlevania 64? Why do people just want to make me play bad games? Because you like them. You're the only... You're the voice that bad games deserve. I'm the voice of... Re- Right. Or wait, the vo- I, I am the you're Batman the voice of they, bad video games. You're the I'm, voice they need, not the one they deserve. I am the Batman of bad video games, is what you're saying. Swear to me! Swear to me! 
We're Superman. <laughs> Every time I hear you do a voice like that, I think of when Eno was like, On your breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> and I start giggling. I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> We're gears. We're gears. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, I have played a bit of Castlevania 64 when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, I just remember it being kind of hard to control. But I have also not gone back to it since. And since then, I've also gotten that and Legacy of Darkness, which is the second, the apparently better version of Castlevania 64. Yeah, the only 3D Castlevania game I've played was Lords of Shadow. So uh, I, I did play, what was the first PS2 one? Oh, Lament of Innocence? Mm-hmm. That one was all right. It was a little weird to get used to, but it was all right. And then whatever the second one was... Making me remember these ridiculous names for these games. Uh, I cannot remember what the name of the second 3D Castlevania was for like the PS2, Xbox, but I remember it also being kind of okay. It had a weird like uh, mechanic to it where you could kind of get familiars and they would like back you up. Wait, you wait! I saw that YouTube video. Aren't you the John that did a review of that game, of one of those Castlevania games on the 64? Oh, don't even do this to me. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Why you gotta act like this in front of? Swear to me! <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Swear to me, breakfast. A tariff asked favorite Dreamcast game. Ooh. Uh, there's a system I haven't thought a lot about in years now. Oh, that's tough because there's so many. Because I almost said Ikaruga immediately. Then I remembered Rez was on there. Then and I remembered Seaman. Then I remember Choo Choo Rocket. Then I remember Power Stone 2. Then I remembered Garou Mark of the Wolves. Oh, yeah, Mark of the Wolves. Hmm. All right. If we're going to go with what game I played the most on my Dreamcast, it's got to be Power Stone 2, followed closely, very closely by Choo Choo Rocket. Mm-hmm. Although, oh, Space Channel 5? Oh, no, I played yeah, that Yeah, Space Channel too. 5. played a lot of Space Channel 5. All right, I'm going to take the high road here and say House of the Dead 2. That's the high road? <laughs> I don't know. I played a, a lot. A game of... about shooting zombies is the high road. I played a lot of that game, dude. Suffer like G did? Yeah, that's the line I was going to say. <laughs> that's the only line anyone actually remembers from that damn game. Don't come. Don't come. What could have caused this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the game I probably played the most on the Dreamcast was Code Veronica. Because, yo, Resident Evil, if you don't know that about me yet... I mean, come on. I have not played Code Veronica. Ever? No. I got a copy of it free for my birthday one year, and I had a Dreamcast, but I never played it. I love how you have to say that you got it free for your birthday, because usually you just have to buy your own gifts or something. No, no, no. It was like I went to a store, and they're like, yeah, you get 10 bucks off games because you're here, because it's your birthday. And Resident Evil Code Veronica was only 10 bucks. Hmm. Very cool. I, I mean, I like that game. There's the HD release too they did on the xbox so you could play it that way i mean it's if, if i did play it i would probably just my dreamcast is hooked up it's in right in front of me i can see it right now so i'll probably just play it on my well i mean you could also play it on like the playstation 2 or whatever it's on everything <laughs> so it's, it was on the gamecube it's not a hard game to play at this point but like resident evil 4 for the gamecube it was just kind of like oh well i need to play this because resident evil so i'm buying a system <laughs> so yeah Favorite Namco Bandai game asks C-less or Kless. I'm just going to say Kless 44. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Kless. 
Yeah, probably. Namco Bandai. Namco's Com- made so much crazy stuff. In a good way? In a good way, yeah. Okay. Some of the Gundam games, actually. I've had a lot of good times playing the Gundam I've games. never played a Gundam game. Oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> the Cove, the arcade on campus, mm-hmm. they used to have Gundam machines, and they were so fun. Like, there were two giant arcade machines you just played against each other or together against, like, the AI. It was really fun. Really? Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else that stands out to me that Namco Bandai... I guess they made Soul Calibur, but I don't know if I'd put that on my favorites list. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I played a shitload of the Soul Calibur games, though, every iteration that's come out. So... There's always Ridge Racer. I mean, for me, Dark Souls, probably. I'm going to say oh, Dark Souls. Oh, that is Bandai, too. Jeez. Yeah, because it was, uh, what's it called before, for Demon's Souls. It was yeah, uh, Atlas... Atlas. Yeah. Uh oh, now I know my answer. I looked up in my shelf. Klonoa. I've never played it. The Klonoa series is fun. I think it's it's quickly become my favorite uh, Namco series. I have I think I have all the games in the series now except for like the Wonder Swan version of all things. Hmm. Okay, secondhand sarcasm, favorite PSP game. Mega Man X Maverick Hunter or Maverick Hunter X, I guess. I wanted to enjoy that. I it was too short cuz it was still it was still Mega Man X1, except... Yeah, that's had, what's my favorite. It's the best game. I guess. But yeah, uh, the Vile mode was actually fun. I liked playing as Vile. Yeah, it was pretty good. But for a game that I probably spent the most Mega time... Mega Man Anime, yo. I, I, you know, that, that was actually voiced here. Like, in Calgary? Yeah, Maverick Hunter's voice acting and uh, Mega Man X8's voice acting, all done in Calgary. Very cool. I did not know that, honestly. I, I didn't want to sound sarcastic there, but I think I might have. I don't know. Uh, you have to answer. I know. Uh, either Luminous or Jean d'Arc. Wow. All right. I hear Luminous is great. I don't own a PSP. You've never played Luminous? Well, I mean, it's not just on PSP anymore. Anymore, but, like, I don't care, really. <laughs> looking at my shelf to see if anything stands out. Exit was really fun. Yeah, um, I heard that was actually really good. I need to play Dissidia. Work Time Fun was pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and say it that. Was, like, it was too... Ugh, I thought I thought Nathan was just kind of like off his rocker when I heard him talk about it so much, but then he left his PSP here for like a month, and that game was in it, and I played the shit out of that game. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, looking at my shelf, Crush was really good, and uh, Burnout. the Burnout game that was on it was really good as well. It's fun to have portable Burnout, even though the load times were kind of eh. Yeah. But, uh, shoot, where did it go? DJ Maxx was fun. Exit was a really good puzzle game, and Greatest Collection. So have ha- you... Half-Minute Hero, how could I forget about that? Have you changed your answer then? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enigmatic no. Fade asks, favorite Devil May Cry? Three. Hands down. Yeah, although I probably played four more, I really enjoyed three. I played one the most back in the day, and I played. I didn't finish two even. I played about a quarter of the way through and put it down. The problem with me was by the time I finally got a PS2, I think Devil May Cry one, two, and three were all out. Hmm. I think what? When did Devil May Cry three come out? Oh, um, I, don't, I don't remember getting it right away. So maybe. 
like, I'm just trying to remember. I remember when playing it, and I was at work back uh, at the old place I used to work at. Yeah, no, all of them would have, yeah, all of them came out, or the last one came out in 2005, that's when 3 came out, and that was the year I got my PS2. So, mm-hmm. I guess I picked up all three at once, but I started with one, and then made the mistake of trying to play two. Yeah, 2003 says Turbo T Moses. No, it was 2005. I just looked it up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no. See, that, I think that was DMC 2, maybe, for 2003, because DMC 1 was, like, early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DMC 1 was really early. I mean, that would have been really weird if that was Resident Evil 4. Yeah, Devil May Cry 1 was August 23rd, 2001. Devil May Cry 2 was 2003, Devil May Cry 3 was 2005, 4 was 2008, and... <clears throat> and according to Wikipedia, Alternative Reality DMC Devil May Cry is 2013. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, there's, there's, it says games in the series, and it says original 1-4, one, and then it says alternate, alternate reality. Mosh- Actually, no, it does say alternative reality. Mosh Kid A is correct. Bayonetta is the best DMC. Yeah, no, I will agree with that. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I love was, Bayonetta. I was kind of trolling you, but I was totally not kidding either. So, No, I totally love uh, Bayonetta. Super fun. If you can stand listening to Fly Me to the Moon like 500 times. Oh, dude, I like when I was playing that game, I had it on my iPod, and I would listen to it everywhere and sing along to it in that voice. I really like that song, though. Like Fly the, the, the Fly Me to the Moon is a great song. It's just I've heard better versions of Fly Me to the Moon and not that much. Well, I mean, and obviously Sinatra. Just yeah, exactly. Best, I was thinking best version. Sinatra. Yeah, totally. So good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show today because we've been going for a little bit. So sorry, guys, about listening at home that we didn't talk about Parasite Eve or Die Hard Arcade, but I mean come on. Like, just come on. <laughs> we we were so busy. I, like, come we're, on! We're literally doing come on. We're literally doing this an hour before this is has to be uploaded so you at home can hear this. That's how busy we were this whole week and weekend, so come, come on. on! Come on! Come on. Alright. So... Yep, I guess that's it, and we'll see you guys next time.